if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the New Chemist Podcast. We're glad you're listening. Feel free to download this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and a variety of other platforms. On The New Chemist, we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as the other careers, community, research, and COVID-19. We're happy you're tuning in. My guest today is Malcolm Danmola, an engineer programming manager at Apple. Thanks for joining me today. It is good to hear from you. Just briefly, I'll inform my audience about you. Malcolm was a colleague of mine at Georgia Tech. He completed his Bachelor's of Science in Business Administration with a concentration in IT management. He was active in Georgia Tech Student Ambassadors, Student Alumni Association, Nesby Conference Planning Chair, Vice President of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and NPHC Vice President of Internal Affairs. Currently, he is pursuing a Master's of Science in Technology Management at Columbia University. He served in a variety of roles in IT and is very adept and intelligent and accomplished as a young person. Please welcome Malcolm. Thanks, Malcolm, for joining me today. It's so good to have you on as a guest. Malcolm is a good colleague of mine from Georgia Tech, very intelligent, uh, studied business administration with a concentration in IT management. Um, So Malcolm, as we begin, what have been your longstanding interests? Yeah, hi, David. Uh, so I, I just want to start off by, you know, again, thanking you so much for giving me the opportunity and the platform to be on the show. Um, I am truly honored. Um, so yeah, like my long standing interest in um, the field of business computer science uh, really stems back to um, the early 2000s. Um, at that moment, as a child, I uh, loved, loved, loved everything about Steve Jobs. Um, and I, and I know I work for Apple, but I, I was one of those fanboys back then. Um, that literally loved um, everything that he was doing at the time, um, the creation of the iPod, the creation of iTunes, um, and then really just changing the game when it comes to how people are um, listening to music. Um, I think, um, you know, the biggest uh, impact that he had on my life was pretty much um, the intersection of music and technology, um, because they, they kind of go hand in hand, you know, um, that was at a time when uh, Napster was you know, doing their thing. And, you know, everybody was kind of, um, you know, into um, a lot of uh, illegal <laughs> uh, kind of ways of listening to music. Um, but he found a way to kind of bring it to the table in an easy uh, way as well. And that really spoke um, to me a lot. Um, and I, I talk about music, David, because um, I actually uh, played trumpet for 12 years. And I was also a drum major in uh, my high school band. And um, so music has always been a part of my life. Um, so my main longstanding interest, um, you know, has always been music and technology. And I thank Georgia Tech for kind of giving me that space because um, the good part about the Shelley College of Business was that um, it sits, you know, of course, in Tech Square. So it's kind of the, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the best of both worlds. You are at the intersection of not only business, but also technology at 
one of the world's um, um, most you know remarkable engineering schools. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah once true. you yeah, it, it's the truth. Like once you realize that um, you know you can't have technology without business, and you know the other way around as well. I think that's really where you start, um, you know, kind of impacting organizations and adding value in everything you do. So, mm. um, you know, I think, we're, yeah, and, and right, right now, um, you know, it kind of led me, my passion from, you know, my childhood led me to my current role, um, okay. which is an engineering program manager at Apple, um, specifically with Apple Fitness Plus, um, mm. because again, um, you cannot work out without music. I, if, if you work out without music, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I work you out know? with music all the time. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, while you're on the bench press, you're listening to that great song. Same thing with, uh, while you're running, you're listening to something that can, um, you know, match your energy at the time. So mm -hmm. um, still, again, like I'm finding that um, those longstanding interests that I had as a child are now um, kind of coming into fruition. And I'm still trying to hone in on that, um, you know, mm -hmm. to find out, you know, how I can still impact change um, in the uh, intersection of music, technology, and business. Okay, that's good. That's good. So, yeah, man, that sounds good. So you talk about adding value um, and along the lines of adding value and keeping the big picture in mind with your career and your life. How do you maintain view of the big picture in your life and in your career in general? Yeah, definitely. So I think the biggest thing that... Uh, um, people kind of, um, I guess, make a mistake on in life kind of is that they're chasing something that they're really not passionate about, right? right. Um, I, I kind of made that mistake. That's why I, I, I made that mistake early on where um, I was like, okay, I definitely know that I want to, you know, be in the field of technology, but I just don't, and I just don't know, you know, what I want to do with that kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I, uh, started off as a computer engineering major at tech <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, yeah and uh, and I thought that okay this is um, you know step one to actually achieving the bigger picture right mm -hmm. um, but then I realized that I did not like you know um, you know learning about transistors I mean they're, they're cool don't get me wrong not knocking anyone that's comfy but um, like I think it's a very 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 important um, you know uh, thing to do but is that I did not want to hone in on just the hardware or just the um, software side with CS, I wanted to really see how we could use the um, technical pieces from CS and Comp E and apply those to the bigger picture, which is a business, right? Or, um, you know, my entrepreneurial spirit that I hope to tap in um, into one day, you know? Um, okay. So I think really once I found out, um, you know, early on at Georgia Tech that, you know, I really need to be a business student um, that focuses on um, technology and CS, for example, mm -hmm. um, I think that's when I really started to um, uh, hone in on, um, I feel like my purpose kind of, um, and oh, that, wow. that's what led me, yeah, that's what led me to uh, Chevron at the time where I was a business analyst, um, mm -hmm. also an IT infrastructure analyst as well in Houston and uh, California. Oh, wow. um, and at that moment, I really kind of, um, you know, found that like, you know, I can speak to um, the engineers about, um, you know, their uh, low-level code and things of that nature and kind of get into the nitty-gritty of why they're creating something. But then now I can uh, speak that language um, and also bring that to executives and other stakeholders around the company um, to let them know, like, hey, this project can kind of help you in these areas. And the technology speaks for itself because of this. And really, you know, being that liaison between the engineers and also um, you know, um, other, you know, stakeholders as well, 
uh, is where I kind of uh, feel like I can add the most value to that bigger picture um, right now as well. So um, yeah, that's kind of how I had to, you know, think about it uh, back in the day was just, you know, you know, stop chasing, you know, um, something that you're like really, really not passionate about, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it takes time, you know, um, to find out your passion. And um, that also changes throughout the course of, um, you know, my career. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, that'll change again, because that's just life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, you bring up a lot of key points, you know, adding value, which is codependent or is related in some ways it's codependent to your skill set, your passions, your interests. That's one thing mm-hmm. to keep in mind. And then you also bring up another standpoint of your passion might change depending on the stage of life during. Um, but I think your vision for your life may, for the most part, typically remains the same. Um, yeah. yeah, your passion, sure. your, your interests at that particular or in this particular subset or career or area may change, but your vision for your life, whether you want to make an impact using this type of uh, platform or make an impact using this type of information, I think that may remain the same. But yeah, dude, that, that's an interesting point. So you talk yeah. about adding value. How have you been adaptive and creative in the field of business? So you're working in IT, you're working in business, you're working in a burgeoning, um, I would say in certain ways, it's exploding with creativity. Um, uh, how are you uh, adding to the creative flair or the adapting new technologies for the field that you're working in? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's the thing I think, uh, I love this question so much only because um, technology forces the human race to kind of like adapt, you know? <laughs> um, you know, going back to um, our days of how we were watching, uh, you know, uh, take home DVDs like Blockbuster, right? That was displaced by Netflix, you know, and then in streaming. Um, so really people have to be adaptive, right? And I think um, going back to my early career at Chevron, um, at that moment, I was able to, um, you know, see how technology can impact the oil and gas industry, right? Um, because when people think about the oil and gas industry, we think about, you know, just, you know, those oil rigs and, you know, things that are in Texas and those places like that. Um, and what we see at the gas pump, right? And those prices. But what's behind all of that is still technology, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that once people um, kind of uh, hone in on that and see like, oh my goodness, technology is, (laughs) is everywhere. That's when you start realizing that like, you know, um, you are under, you can understand and uh, apply those processes elsewhere. So once I realized how technology uh, impacted, you know, um, the oil and gas industry, I wanted to come over to big tech because now you um, kind of see how um, you can uh, change processes and apply them to efficiently um, create things over there. Um, and now you can kind of, um, you know, do the same thing over um, at a tech company and really uh, like kind of, I guess, hone in on the bigger picture as well, going back to that. So what do I mean by that? I'm talking about like, uh, like you know, iPhone um, as well as um, our stores uh, where I start off, started off at, at Apple. Um, and even with fitness, um, I'm still using some of the, the project management, I mean, program management um, uh, skill set that I acquired at, in another industry, right? And I was able to adapt, um, you know, to my new location um, by using the same things that I learned elsewhere, right? Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, and I think that is the biggest thing um, where people, like I think millennials as well with us going from, you know, job to job. Um, and not like, I guess, staying stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now given the opportunity to apply all of the stuff that we learned elsewhere to 
um, you know, our current um, place where we're at, right? Um, and I think uh, inside of the uh, the fitness realm now, this is probably the first time that I actually, you know, I think my job and career allowed me to feel uncomfortable because this is a new place for me, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I was I was an avid user of fitness applications, but now, like you know, I'm you know I'm learning uh, about new um, things that I did I have never heard of before, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the fitness world. Um, but at the end of the day the processes are the same, right? And um, like with Agile, Scrum, things like that, with program management, as you probably heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm able to now apply that to the fitness processes that we're doing over here um, at Apple Fitness Plus. And also I'm able to um, kind of add value where I you know, see fit as well. So if we see that like something is not working out, for an example, I can then go in and say, hey, let's try this. And then now having a conversation with the engineers, you know, it, it kind of adds um, value right there. Like, you know, where we have uh, kind of an open round table of just discussion. Yeah, um, a, a value I, in terms of thought. Adding value yes. in the perspective of thought. Yeah, so that's almost it, like, in some ways, I think that's kind of like tertiary industry to a certain extent, which you are adding value, you're extracting the equity, you're extracting value from thought. Yes. So that, that's, that's a big component in terms of industri- industrial development, industrial change. But yes. yeah, so my question to you is you served on Georgia Tech Student Ambassadors on the Student Alumni Association, NSB Conference Planning Chair, Vice President of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. You've done a lot of things and you've accomplished a good bit for a young person. So my question to you is how have you sought or found the right environment for you to thrive intellectually or um, academically? Yeah. yeah. How, how did you find those environments? Because you now headed to Columbia for a master's, Columbia University, Ivy League um in new york yeah. for master of science in technology management um, yes how you found these environments yeah definitely so um as you know david like georgia tech we have so many clubs yeah we do, <laughs> um, we do. We do. yeah so many clubs so many organizations i mean you kind of as soon as you get on campus you um you know it, it, it's easy to get overwhelmed right but i think the biggest thing um for me personally was as soon as i got to georgia tech um, I saw a lot of black like greatness immediately. Yeah, as soon I as agree. I, got to Georgia Tech. I completely agree, dude. Yes, exactly. It's still yeah. replaying in my mind, to be honest with you. Exactly. Like we were really, uh, you know, it took me blessed. a second. It took me, yeah, yeah. Very, very, we were blessed, and like um, I think it took me to kind of lead Georgia Tech to realize and, and talk to other students around the nation, um, especially at Nesby like um, that Georgia Tech is different, you know? And yeah. um, I, we have our own problems, but like at the end of the day, we still reach the common goal of greatness. And I think really it, um, you know, just seeing the great people that I was looking up to at the time um, at Georgia Tech, um, you know, and I saw what organizations they were a part of and also the clubs they were a part of, I was like, I need to be a part of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and really that's kind of what led me to even my fraternity, Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated, like, because literally every single individual in that, in that chapter, um, they were reaching their goals and they were people that I were, I was actually looking up to at the mm-hmm. time. And, um, even with Nesby, um, I think what people also don't really know, because I don't talk about it a lot, um, but my uncle actually was a part of the Chicago six. <laughs> so wow. he, yeah, so he actually, uh, founded uh, Nesby at Purdue University with, um, you know, other uh, people as well at that institution. And um, so Nesby has been a part of my life ever since birth. I remember hearing about it when I was a child from my mom, 
Um, and even, you know, before he passed away, like, um, you know, he was even talking about it at a, at my, at a young age uh, for mm -hmm. me. And I didn't even know, you know, that Nesby was going to be such an impact to my life later on in life, even as a business student, mm -hmm. um, even currently. Um, but like, that was really, 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 um, you know, um, I think, uh, I think one of the most impactful organizations uh, in my entire collegiate career um, wow. was also the National Society of Black Engineers, along with Alpha. Um, so I think um, trying to, you know, find uh, my niche and also like um, the, the right organizations, I think all of those um, orgs taught me something um, that I could really apply to my current life and also my career. Um, and even the networking aspect of it, you just never know who you're going to meet um, 10 years from down the road or even just a few days after graduation. Like, you know, I, I, I was meeting people that, um, you know, were like, oh, yeah, I, I was an ambassador. They were like, you know, I was an ambassador back in, you know, 2010. Like, you know, let's get lunch, you know, like it's like, mm -hmm. what? yeah, let's get lunch, man. Let's get lunch. Yeah, let's get yeah. lunch. And I'm like, cool. And then now I'm seeing like what that organization did for people you know, uh, and did for that person um, at the time and how it's kind of, you know, positively impacted their life too. Um, and so I really think that at the time in college, I really wanted to make sure that um, I was, you know, placing myself in areas that was going to be beneficial to my overall career and my overall success that, you know, um, that I'll have when I look back, you know, at, at the age of 90, hopefully, <laughs> God willing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, definitely. That's good. So, um, Michael, my, another question for you: um, What has been your most, or what have been some of your most effective and impactful ideas to date? Uh, what would you say have been your in your role that you play now, or even in your role in those extracurricular activities? What have been your most impactful ideas to date, and what has contributed to you being able to make or implement that impact? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I think really um, the most impactful um, ideas. Um, would probably have to be like what I'm currently working on at Apple. Um, so of course, uh, Fitness Plus, we launched um, in December 2020. Um, it was a longstanding effort from um, people before I even joined the organization. Um, you know, I, I actually wanted to join um, specifically Apple Music, um, but my manager <laughs> was like, you know, we have a great gig here um, where you'll do both fitness and music. Um, and that's kind of how I got into this area. Um, but a lot of the ideas that I um, have uh, kind of thought about um, really apply to, uh, like I said earlier, the processes and like um, how I can actually um, ensure that we are efficiently, you know, driving our project to completion, right? Um, I think that's the biggest thing that an engineering program manager uh, can do is like basically, you know, make sure that we're running as efficient as possible, efficiently as possible. Um, so, um, while I, like, I know, like with Apple, of course, you know, we can't talk about too much, but yeah, I, I do want to say like, for sure, like, you know, um, like I think, uh, especially in the music realm, like how, um, I, you know, I work with uh, a lot of the, uh, the teams that work with those trainers, like with the way that they choose music, um, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, basically one of the tools that I support, um, basically um actually uh, helps that trainer choose the songs that they want inside of a workout um anything that uh goes into that um kind of goes across my desk <laughs> you know like where mm -hmm. i'm trying to make sure that 
you know, the, uh, the tool is, um, you know, we're efficiently, um, you know, running that to make sure that the trainers can actually be in the studio and record their stuff on time in those videos. Um, same thing with like a lot of the metadata that goes into, um, you know, actually uh, the, the actual application of Fitness Plus, um, making sure that that is there um, and that is QA'd and, you know, that it's actually going to look the way that it looks right now. You know, it takes a lot to actually get to that point, um, mm -hmm. along with even the programming efforts uh, as well. That's another one of the teams that I support. Um, um, and by programming, I'm talking about like as soon as you open the app, um, there's a, a person that actually has to do all of that. Um, but there's, again, a tool that actually supports that. So, um, you know, applying my ideas and also, um, you know, my efficient processes to those uh, nuances and those three tools is very, very, very important. So I have to say, like, what I'm doing right now really is, um, I feel like, kind of impactful because it, it's not only affecting just, you know, my life and kind of my um, you know, learning of like, you know, what I'm, I'm kind of doing right now, but also it's affecting X amount of people in six countries right now, <laughs> you know? Wow. So it's like, it's, it's really, 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 uh, you know, I think eye opening um, that like every time I get to work, I know that like, you know, I'm making that impact change, um, you know, amongst people's lives. Um, and it's not just about me. It's like, let me think about what is best for the customer in this respective geo um, with these, you know, respective, um, you know, nuances, because not everybody's the same. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So understanding your demand, the principle of demand, supply and demand, and understanding your demand so that you can really be, uh, not have a monopoly per se, but you could really be uh, an expert in supplying what people want. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, how have you uh, maintained balance or how are you striving to maintain balance given all your responsibilities and accomplishments? Yeah, I think that's a really good one too. Um, Work-life balance is very, very important. Um, going back to when I first started at Apple, um, I found myself, um, you know, kind of, and this is all personal, uh, I really wanted to make sure that I was, um, you know, really excelling <laughs> you know and uh i think you know georgia tech kind of uh, teaches us to you know do that in everything that we do um along with uh, some of the organizations that i'm in um but like also there was a cost to that you know i was kind of sacrificing some of my weekends by trying to go the extra mile which you know you you know at the time i was like you know oh to go the extra mile i have to do this on the weekend or i have to do this after hours um, no, I think now three years into my role, um, I'm realizing that you can also apply efficiency to um, your actual career, you know, you can actually plan accordingly to make sure that, you know, your working hours work for you, you know, and I think, uh, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic, of course, um, you know, I no longer have to go into the office as of now, um, but before the office, I, I didn't have to commute, you know, an hour and 30 minutes <laughs> one way to work. Um, so I think really um, kind of the um, like making sure that like, you know, the balanced life, um, you know, kind of comes, you know, easy. I think that it, it, it does not. You have to make sure that you actually hone in on those. Um, and it's also a skill set that you have to actually add um, that people don't really think about, you know. Um, now I found that. Um, you know, just merely off the fact of uh, planning my week out, you know, on Sunday evenings. Um, also, um, you know, kind of blocking off certain slots in my calendar to make sure that I can 
you know, uh, you know, focus on my own mental stability as well after work. Yeah, um, that's fair. My responsibilities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, you know, and being intentional about that too is very, 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 very important. Um, and I think that's the biggest advice even that I can give to anyone that is interested in the realm of technology, especially, um, you know, um, working remote, because now that you're remote, you know, the expectation is like, oh, you know, there is no commute, <laughs> you know, just go ahead and start. And then like, you know, I found out that, oh, why am I, why is the sun still up while I'm working, you know? Um, so I have to make sure that like, you know, that I, um, you know, don't forget and lose sight of that balanced life that I um, am trying to ensure that I keep up. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. And balance and dynamic is not just a, a static instance of perfection, but it's a, it's a dynamic that you just have to adjust to. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, how have you maintained vision and teamwork in your environment? Yes. Um, so pretty much with that, like, um, I think the biggest thing that um, I had to realize was that, you know, you cannot uh, do everything by yourself. Um, the first thing that you do, as soon as you get to a place like Apple, um, you know, you kind of ask, like, you know, how can I uh, excel here? How can I be successful? And kind of like what I said earlier, the first thing that you have to do is network, <laughs> you know, build those relationships um, with people. And um, I think that has been the biggest help to like uh, maintaining my vision is that um, I've built so many relationships across the company, so many relationships, um, even externally as well, um, and, and the, uh, the realm of technology. And I kind of have um, been allowed to, um, uh, what am I trying to say? I guess um, kind of like maintain my vision because I seek out advice from others, right? Oh, um, and good. you, know, you, you kind of you kind of take you know you take a lot of the stuff with a grain of salt, you know. But the ones that like really speak to you lot your life, you'll know you know what that is, mm -hmm. um, and that has really really uh, helped a lot. Um, even with teamwork right now, um, you know, right now as an engineering program manager, everything I do is cross functional. There is nothing that I do that um, I can literally say like I did this by myself. If anyone ever says that, <laughs> it's like, it's interesting, but at the same time, it's like, how did you do that? Let me know, you know, because I literally um, have to work with everybody um, in these cross-functional teams to kind of reach a, a common goal. You know, yeah. I can still add value, but like at the end of the day, you have to really ensure that you, um, you know, you, you seek out, um, you know, that help from other people and also encourage other people to um, reach their common goals or even like, um, how we're maintaining, um, you know, the, the correct, the pace of a project, for mm -hmm. example, um, you know, it's not, if I'm the only person that knows the timeline, you know, nothing's going to get done, right? But mm -hmm. as soon as I tell everybody about the timeline, and they kind of uh, tell me what their teams can do, now we're kind of like, you know, an oil, a, a, a well running machine, you know? Yeah, that's um, good, that's good. Yeah, and we finally can actually reach our common goal, because you have other people too. You know, I think that um, teamwork is very, very, very like uh, big, I want to say in my life, uh, because there, you can't, you know, be anything without teamwork. Yeah. And the thing is, I think going to starting off at Georgia Tech and you starting and finishing at Georgia Tech, we come to understand the teams play a big role when it comes to scientific uh, innovation, when it comes to scientific problems, and also when it comes to glasswork, too. So, yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. oh, my God. Yeah, yes. Plays a huge role. Exactly. Yeah. And I want to say for sure, David, like back in uh, college at Scheller, I literally always asked, why 
are we working in groups so much? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired of this. But I'm very thankful now looking back three years, um, like, you know, that they really um, allowed us to do that because that's all you do, like in, in real uh, life. your career, yeah. you're working yeah. in real life, no matter if you're in technology, finance or consulting, you know, kind of the consultants always talk about like, you know, do when they're looking for other people and uh, to join their company, do, um, do I feel like I want to go get drinks with you, you know, after, yeah, you know, yeah. work? Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's big because at the end of the day, we're around each other so much. And it's like that even at Apple, it's like, you know, you have to work as a team to get the job done. So yeah, I, I, again, I, I really do uh, thank, you know, my background for that one, for sure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so why did you choose uh, business? Why did you choose uh, technology management? Um, as a field to do your graduate studies in at Columbia? Yeah, definitely. So really technology management, of course, that was my concentration um, at Scheller. And um, again, the reason why I chose Scheller was merely of the fact that it sat at the intersection of business and technology, right? Those two things, again, like I said, they go hand in hand. Um, so today, like really uh, in like the highly competitive and global technology-based economy that we're mm -hmm. in right now, um, mm -hmm. like we really have to make sure that like um, these uh, program managers, CTOs, CEOs, anyone that has some sort of stake in technology, um, you know, has those key strategic and tactical skills mm -hmm. necessary to drive like organizational performance through um, like, you know, the use of anything, um, the use of technology, um, just to make sure that they're leaders in the field. Because, you know, when you kind of create um, something in technology, uh, again, like I said earlier, you're impacting not only yourself, but you're impacting, you're potentially impacting a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. um, even from the small people kind of don't even think about the notifications, the push notifications they get on their phone, but that push notification has a psychological effect <laughs> on it um, people. It, it really does. does. Yeah, it does. it's very granular, right? And I think that I'm very, very excited to kind of go um, to a school like Columbia that actually invented the laser um, or, you know, the first place to kind of find plate tectonics, for example, through the use of technology, you mm -hmm. know, uh, and learn from those um, professors um, to kind of, um, you know, I guess uh, what I'm trying to say, like, I guess, le learn how to leverage technology um, as a driver for business process innovation and improvement anywhere, right? So, I, I, yeah, and I know that right now, um, you know, at Apple, I see you know, how, um, you know, the executives, how long they've been there and, you know, how they have been able to be a driver um, for their specific roles. I want to do the same thing. You know, I want to learn how to, um, you know, enhance business performance through growth. I want to learn how to, you know, um, kind of adapt and accelerate technology's uh, impact on individuals as well. Um, and I want to do that by learning with other people, you know, um, the, the 30 people in my cohort, um, same thing with um, the uh, like in-depth esteemed faculty as well. I want to learn uh, from them as well. And I think kind of uh, one of the main projects that I'm really excited about kind of um, doing um, is kind of focusing on algorithm uh, implicit bias. You know, uh, right now, for example, in the world of um, technology, a lot of the algorithms are created by white individuals, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that people kind of think of unconscious bias as something that a human does, um, you know, like uh, just, you know, unconsciously, like, you know, you don't know that you're doing it, right? 
Um, but how does that have an effect on the algorithms that we're creating, you know? Um, I'm very, very excited to kind of hone in on that a little bit, just to do more research and find out, um, you know, about um, how we can ensure that we, you know, stop this and that we kind of correct and uh, rectify this issue before it becomes something that is, you know, spun out of control. Um, right now, I do think that we can course correct. Um, but if we don't course correct, it can get really bad. So that's fair. Um, so. Yeah, really, really excited about that. Yeah, man, that sounds good. And as we conclude, what has been some of the most beneficial advice you have received? Yes. Um, so the most beneficial advice I've received, ooh, let's see. I think that would have to be, just going back to what I was saying, building relationships. Um, I, I, I wish I could give you something else, but like that truly has been profound in my life um, because literally you don't know what you um, like, you know, what the impact will be from somebody until mm -hmm. it actually happens later on in the timeline of your life. Right. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. And really, I think that has happened over and over and over again, where somebody has told me something and then I didn't understand it then, but just go a few more steps in your career and you see it plain as day and how, you know, had you not listened to that advice, you could have, you know, gone down the wrong, you know, spiral, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think really like uh, building relationships has to be one of the biggest, biggest, biggest uh, pieces of advice that I received um, at the time for my mentor um, at Apple. Um, and that has helped me um, in every facet of my life, um, you know, professionally and also personally too. Okay. Um, so, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Relationships are very important because at the end of the day, people are the drivers of a lot of decisions that we uh, deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, exactly. And uh, one more thing also, David, I want to mention is that um, a lot of the stuff that I have done as well, um, I've had to try twice. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people that kind of give up um, you know, off the first try, you know, and mm -hmm. like, I, I'm telling you, like, uh, whoever's listening to this right now, please do not give up on your dream. <laughs> um, because literally that bright idea that you have could impact millions, millions and billions of people. Um, but if you give up at this right very moment, you know, you will not, you know, see the, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, mm -hmm. um, even Georgia Tech, I had to apply to Georgia Tech twice. Columbia. Mm -hmm. I applied to Columbia in 2014. I was denied. <laughs> um, and then I applied later on in life and I was accepted. Um, so it really, you know, goes to show um, it, it, like, you know, if you do try again, it will happen. Same thing with Apple. I was denied from an internship, but ended up working with for them full time. Um, yeah. So I think that's another piece of advice is just do not give up. Yeah, do not give, give up. up. As cliche yeah. as it sounds, don't give up. <laughs> yeah, and this is the thing, you know, I, I'll, I'll share some more about my story. I appreciate you telling saying that on this show. Um, you know, even for Georgia Tech, for me, I was waitlisted. And yeah. then, I, yeah, yeah, then I got in. And then I, 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 when I transitioned to another university, I left on the dean's list. So I was in yeah. good standing. So, you know, I, I still like to say not to flex, but to say you have to be, you have to persevere. And, you know, yeah, yes. I know it may be hard for a lot of people. I know it's hard for a lot of people now, given COVID, given right, the exactly. losses, given the, the climate, the political, geopolitical, social climate. But, you know, yes. you have to, whether it's a belief system, whether it's a value system, whether it's the people around you, you have to find something to hold on to and you have to persevere. 
because at the end yes, of the day, agreed. you know, I think, I, I don't think, I think in the long arc of history and the long arc of the, what that relates to the narrative of our lives, I honestly do believe that there's a positive that can come about. So, um, yes, yeah. agree. And of course, that totally agree. Based, well said. <laughs> yeah, that may be based in my faith system, which I think is an anchor and a root system for me uh, in many ways. Same. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Mal yeah Malcolm, it's so good to have you as a guest. Um, I think this was a really good conversation, and I'm glad you were able to take the time out of your schedule to join me today. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. We're glad you were able to tune into this podcast. Once again, this is The New Chemist, where we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as the other sciences, careers, community, research, and COVID-19. Thanks again for listening. Note, the views on this podcast represent those of my guests and I. Thank you.